Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be talking about Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Game 1 was last night. The NBA Finals have officially kicked off, and it was a really good game. Game 1 was really good. Um, if you look at the final score, you might be like, well, if, if it was such a, a wide margin of victory, how was it a good game? I'll get into that in a little bit, but if you watch the game, you know that it was a, a crazy game. Um, I'm going to break down the stats. I'm going to go through everything I watched the game. It was awesome uh, for, for the most part, especially the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was crazy. But let's go ahead and get into it. If you don't know, the Boston Celtics uh, defeated the Golden State Warriors 120 to 108 in Game One of the 2022 NBA Finals. Uh, they stole Game One from the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were on their home floor, and the Boston Celtics got a huge win on the road. That's big for them because, uh, according to the betting markets, they are the underdogs in the series. So getting a game on the road to start the series is huge. Now they're at, they are at a big advantage now. Um, so big win for the Celtics. But I want to go ahead and break down the stats here. Um, and, and I want to, before I break into what players did for the entire game, I want to look at the first quarter, specifically for Stephen Curry. Because Stephen Curry came into this game, and he, he came out on fire. In the first quarter, Stephen Curry had 21 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. He shot 7 for 9 from the field, 6 for 8 from 3, shot 75% from the 3-point line. That's incredible. He also shot 1 for 2 from the free throw line. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was just incredible in the first quarter, hitting a ton of difficult shots. And one thing that I noticed in the first half is that the Boston Celtics were doing a terrible job defending Stephen Curry. Um, there were so many plays where they just lost track of Curry and allowed him to have these wide-open jump shots. And you can't do that when you're playing Stephen Curry. Curry is the greatest shooter to ever play this sport. So you cannot let him get open for even a split second. If you give him any time at all, he's going to shoot with no hesitation, and he's going to kill you. Um, so the Boston Celtics... They just were not playing good defense on Curry early in this game. And that's why he was so productive, especially as a scorer. And not only was he productive, he was efficient while doing so. Um, so he was incredible in the first in the first quarter. Didn't do a, a ton in the second quarter. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't score at all in the second quarter. So they kept him in check in the second quarter. Um, but then in the second half, um, he, got, he got cooking in the third quarter. He had nine points in the third quarter alone. Um, so once the second half started, he got back into the groove of things, wasn't super efficient in the third quarter, shooting three of eight, uh, from the field and one for four from three, um, but he, he did score nine points in the third quarter, um, and then in the fourth quarter, it wasn't anything special as a scorer, um, scoring four points on efficiency, and overall for the second half, he was not that great, uh, he had 13 points, one rebound, and three assists in the second half. Also had two steals, um, and, but he shot 5 of 14 from the field and 1 of 5 from three. But in the first half, he was incredible, and he had a solid game overall. Um, like Overall, he had, he had, let me scroll down, he had 34 points, uh, five rebounds, five assists, and three steals on 63.5% true shooting. That's really good. Uh, but I will say that after the first quarter, he wasn't great, um, scoring the ball at least. 
I will say that his box, the box score doesn't truly capture his impact in this game because he was creating so many open shots for his teammates. And that's just what he does. Because his gravity is just insane. He's one of the best offensive players in the history of the sport. Because he creates so many opportunities for himself and his teammates because of his gravity. Because he's such a good scorer and such a deadly shooter. And, and, and that was on display last night in this game. So you may look at his five assists and be like, well, it doesn't look like he was creating a lot of shots for his teammates. Trust me, he was. Um, especially in the fourth quarter when he was like the only option they had or the only player for the Warriors who could create shots for his teammates. Yeah, he was he was really, really good in this game, despite not not scoring the ball super well after the first quarter. Another thing I want to talk about, I want to mention is Jason Tatum's performance, which I find to be really interesting. Jason Tatum was not good in this game, um, scoring-wise. He had 12 points, shot 3 of 17 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3-point range, and 5 of 7 from the free throw line. He had a true shooting percentage of 29.9%. That is not good at all, especially for somebody who is one of the better scorers in the league and a blossoming superstar, really. That's not good. However, Jason Tatum is so good that he's able to impact the game when he's not an effective shoot or an effective scorer. And he did that in this game. He had five rebounds, 13 assists. Yes, 13 assists and one steal. And he only had two turnovers. So he had 13 assists and only two turnovers. That is incredible. His passing was off the charts last night. And he played good defense. I know he had a box plus minus of negative 5.7. Um, and sure, he didn't have a great game. I'm not trying to say that he was really good last night. I just, I just want to point out how impact, how he impacted the game despite struggling as a scorer. And I think that's very impressive. He played really good defense, um, and his passing was really good. He had five defensive rebounds, so I think he, he had a, a solid game despite his, his struggles scoring the ball. And I think that's really impressive, and I wanted to point that out. Now, I also want to talk about um, Jalen Brown. He played really, he played pretty well. Um, had a solid game. Wasn't super uh, efficient as a scorer, but he had 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, and one block. He did have four turnovers. His ball handling last night was just awful. He has one of the loosest handles. I've ever seen from a a star. Can I call him a star? That feels appropriate. Maybe like a, a borderline star. I'll say that. Um, his handle was so loose, and, and he was like start driving to the to the rim, and he would just lose the ball in the most random ways possible. It was crazy. But he was really good in the fourth quarter. He had ten points alone in the fourth. Also had two rebounds and five assists in in, in the final quarter. And shot 66.7% from the field. Um, and two, he shot 2 of 3 from 3-point range. He was really good in the 4th quarter. Um, and so his efficiency doesn't look great for the, for the entirety of the game. But he was really good down the stretch. Um, some other guys that played well down the stretch were Al Horford and, and Derek White. Both of those guys played extremely well in the 4th quarter. 
And heading into the fourth quarter, the Warriors were up by double digits. Here's where things got crazy. And this game was insane overall because both teams led by double digits at one point. Um, both teams, like the largest lead for both teams in this game was 15 points. Um, but in the fourth quarter, it ended up being a close game. The Warriors were up by 12 points, like I said earlier, heading into the fourth. But the Celtics went on a run, made it close. And then they just went on a crazy run in the fourth quarter. They outscored the, the Warriors 40-16 to in the fourth. And a main reason why is because of the three-point shooting. And guys like Derek White and Al Horford stepping up in the final quarter. In the fourth quarter alone, the Boston Celtics shot 9 of 12 from 3. That's insane. Al Horford shot 2 of 2 from 3. Derek White shot, shot 2 of 3 from 3. And, and Horford scored 11 points. And Derek White scored 6 points. Um, and then I mentioned earlier that Jalen Brown had 10 points. Those guys, um, all three of them, they combined for 27 points by themselves. Marcus Smart also hit two threes. He had six points. Um, didn't play a ton. Only played three minutes, or just under three minutes in the fourth quarter. Peyton Pritchard also um, had a nice showing in the fourth quarter. Had five points, four rebounds, one assist. Um, shot one and two from three. And I want to give a quick shout out to Peyton Pritchard. He had a really solid game. Um, he scored, he scored eight points, also had six rebounds and two, two assists, had zero turnovers, shot three or four from the field, had a true shooting percentage of, um, 1,000%, which is really, really good. That means he was averaging, um, roughly like one point per shot, roughly. I know that's not what true shooting is, but it's like a rough estimate of like your points per shot almost, um, adjusting for threes and twos and free throws, but yeah, so he was ultra-efficient, um, in the few minutes he played, he, he played 15 minutes, and for a rookie, he was really, really productive in this game, um, but yeah, in the fourth quarter, the, the Boston Celtics, their shooting reached another level, like, it was unbelievable, um, and, and they used that to go on a 40-16 to 16 run in the fourth quarter to win this game, um, in the final couple of minutes, Golden State really, really struggled to score. Um, and the main reason why is because they don't have anybody other than Stephen Curry who can create shots for, for others at, a, at an extremely high level. Um, and that doesn't mean they don't have good offensive players. They do. Like, Clay Thompson is a, a very good shooter um, and, and a good scorer. When, and, like, Andrew Wiggins can score a little bit. He's a, a solid defender. Um, Jordan Poole is a, a very good scorer in his own right, uh, and he's coming into his own here. At least he, he he has been this season. He's a good shooter as well. Draymond Green is a very good passer, not a good creator because he he doesn't have um he doesn't have great scoring gravity or like he doesn't have great gravity as a shooter, but he's a, a good passer uh, at least. Um, Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr., he played really well last night, hit a ton of big shots. He had 12 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals. Um, and he had a true shooting percentage of, um, one, I don't know how to read this. It's like 1,200%, I guess. So he was ultra efficient when he played. Um, Andre Iguodala hit some big shots as well. He had 7 points, 3 assists. He had a solid game. Um... Jordan Poole was not great in this game. He had nine points, two rebounds, two assists, four turnovers, and wasn't very efficient. Had a shooting percentage of fifty-one point four percent. 
Um, and that's mainly because he was 4 of 4 from the free throw line. He only shot 2 of 7 from the field. Was not very good in this game. Um, and But another guy I want to talk about is Kevon uh, Looney. He had a sneaky good game. He only had 4 points. But he had 9 rebounds, 6 offensive rebounds, which is insane. Um, and he, he had 9 total rebounds, uh, 5 assists, and 3 blocks. Also had 2 turnovers. That's a really solid game for him. He had a lot of uh, some really nice blocks in this game. Um, and that's why he had like a box plus minus of 4.5. He was really good in this game. Wasn't a, a very good as a scorer, but did all the little things extremely well in this game. Clay Thompson shot four of seven from the, or sorry, three of seven from the three-point line, uh, six of fourteen from the field, um, had a true shooting percentage of fifty-three point six percent, and scored fifteen points, but wasn't didn't have a great game. Uh, not a great game for him. He hit some wild shots, but outside of that, outside of some those few really nice highlights, just wasn't super uh, impactful in this game. Excuse me. I've already talked about Stephen Curry and how well he played. Andrew Wiggins was solid. Um, he was pretty good scoring-wise. He had 20 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, and 3 blocks, and a turnover. Uh, he, shot, he, had, he had a true shooting percentage of 63%. So he was pretty good. But to be completely honest, nobody outside of Stephen Curry played that well offensively. Andrew Wiggins was, was uh, pretty effective. Otto Porter Jr. hit hit some big shots, but we know Otto Porter Jr.'s uh, role on this team is not very big, so although he was super effective um, hitting some big, hitting threes last night, there's just not a ton of value in that because he's not creating for others. One guy I got to talk about was Jeremy Green. He did not play well at all, really. Um, and I know he, he had 11 rebounds, 8 defensive rebounds, 3 offensive rebounds, had a 5 assists, 2 steals, and 3 turnovers. That's okay, but he's too good not to be more efficient as a scorer. He had four, 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 what am I saying? He had four points, there we go, but shot two of 12 from the field, had a true shooting percentage of 15%. That's terrible. That's awful. He's got to be better as a scorer. Um, I know that he's not an elite scorer, and I'm not asking him to be. I'm just asking him to be more efficient than that. Like, come on. I think that is reasonable um, to ask him to be more efficient than that. That was terrible. But, yeah, um, I want to I wanna make sure I don't gloss over anything. Um, I talked about Al Horford and Derek White earlier. I want to give, I, I just want to say, like, shout out to them. They played insane. Al Horford, for the game, had 26 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal. And he shot 97 points. He had a true shooting percentage of 97.6% which is unreal. Um, Derek White had 21 points, also had one rebound and three assists, um, and he shot, he had a shooting percentage of 82.3%, and he hit some wild threes in the second half. So shout out to him. He played really well. Um, anybody else? Robert Williams had a, a weird game. He had uh, eight points, six rebounds, no assists, but he had one steal and four blocks. He was super productive defensively. And he had a box plus minus a box plus minus of four point three for the game. Marcus Smart played really well. Um, he had eighteen points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, zero turnovers, and only one foul. 
and he had a true shooting percentage of 81.8%, and he had a box, a box plus minus of 12.6. There were, so, um, there were three players who played at, for the Celtics who played at least 15 minutes in this game and had a box plus minus over 10, and that is Peyton Pritchard, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. Um, so that's an inter- interesting stat. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, I just want to make sure I'm not glossing over anything. Um, let me look at the Warriors stats. Anybody else I want to talk about? I talked about Andre Iguodala. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot that Iggy was still playing. And then he checked into the game last night and I was like, oh yeah, Iggy still plays for the Warriors. Um, so it was nice to see him and nice to see him have such a good impact. Now let's look at the team stats. I've looked at all the player stats. Now let's look at the team stats. Um, and they're actually pretty close. Let, before I look at the four factors, I want to look at the team stats on ESPN. Because they're pretty close. And you might, if you look at the team stats, you might be like, well, how is this? How did the Boston Celtics win by so much um, if the stats are so close? Because they really are. Um, Boston shot 50.6% from the field. The Warriors shot 44.3%. Boston shot 51.2% from three. Golden State shot shot 42.2%. Right now, you're probably thinking, you said the stats were close. Like, and those percentages are not that close. Well, let's look at, let's look at the three-point shooting. So, Boston shot 21 of 41 from three. And Golden State shot 19 of 45 from three. So, Golden State shot more, made a little bit less. Um... But Boston only made two more threes than the Warriors. And that's only six points. Um, that's only like a six-point advantage from three-point shooting alone. Um, that's why I say, like, even though the percentages are a lot different, um, the actual point advantage the Celtics are getting is not that much. Um, the Celtics had 39 rebounds. Um, the Warriors had 39 rebounds. Um, the Celtics had 33 assists. The Warriors had 24 assists. Um, the Celtics had 7 steals, 6 blocks. The Warriors had 8 steals, 6 blocks. Uh, they were pretty similar in turnover-wise. The Celtics had 13 total turnovers. The Warriors had 14 total turnovers. Um, the Celtics were better uh, at scoring in the paint. They had 34 points in the paint. The Warriors had 26. Um, and like I said earlier, both teams had a 15-point lead at one point which was their largest lead. Um, now let's look at the four factors. So the Boston Celtics were a lot more efficient offensively. They had an effective field goal percentage of 62.9% um, compared to the Warriors, um, who had an effective field goal percentage of 55.1%. And the Celtics had an, had an offensive rating of 127.8. Um, the Warriors had an offensive rating of 115 both offenses were pretty good in this game. They were both pretty pretty effective, um, but the, the Celtics were just a bit more uh, effective, a bit more efficient. The Celtics had a better turnover rate, 11.5%, compared to 12.9%. Now, the Warriors had um, a, a better offensive rebound rate by a good bit. They, their offensive rebound rate was 27.3%. The Celtics was 20.6%. But uh, the Boston Celtics had a better free throw rate, 
at 15.3% compared to the Warriors' 12.5%. So Boston uh, won three out of four, four of the four-factor categories, and they had a higher offensive rating. They were really, really good in this game, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and as good as they were, I'm not sure what we can take away from this game. I don't think there's a ton we can take away from this game, um, just because the Celtics won by by over double by over ten points in game one on the road. Doesn't mean they're just gonna wipe the floor with the Warriors all series long. Because a big reason why they won this game is because of shooting luck. Like, you don't see teams shoot 9 of 12 from 3 in a single quarter. Especially the fourth quarter of a tight finals game. So, I think, you know, hey, I'm not taking anything away from the Celtics. This was a, a great win for them. It was great to see them come back. And it was great to see guys like Mark, like Al Horford and Derek White play so well down the stretch. However... This is not something you can expect to happen um, consistently moving forward. Um, they're likely not going to shoot this well from three throughout the series. Um, and so I think that we're going to see them regress to the means a little bit throughout the rest of the series. Um, I, one thing I will say we can take away from this is that the Celtics all, uh, roster offensively is way more versatile than the Warriors. And what I mean by that is that they have so many players who can either hit threes or create shots for themselves and their teammates. Um, and the Warriors don't really have that kind of versatility. Like for the, for the Celtics, you have Jason Tatum, who's a fantastic scorer and a very good passer. Then you got Jalen Brown, who's a very good scorer, who can create shots off the dribble. You have Marcus Smart, who's a good passer and can shoot. He's not a great shooter, but he can shoot threes a little bit. You have Derek White, who can shoot a little bit. Um, you have uh, Grant Williams, who who can shoot threes. He can space the floor a bit. You have Al Horford, who can shoot threes. You have so many players on this Celtics team that can shoot, and if, they, um, if they're not just spot-up shooters, they're not guys who are just going to or add value uh, primarily through their three-point shooting off the catch, they can create shots for themselves and for their teammates. And the Warriors don't have that. Like, outside of Stephen Curry, who's going to create shots for teammates on this Warriors team? I mean, Draymond Green is a, a very good passer in his own right, but I mentioned this earlier, he doesn't have the scoring gravity or the three-point gravity to be a very good creator. And then outside of him, there's not a lot of guys on this team who are great passers. Um, and we saw late in this game, the Warriors could not get a bucket. They could not create easy shots down the stretch. And that's why they lost this game. And because of that, I'm leaning more towards Boston winning this series. Um, just because I just am more confident in them being able to generate shots at the end of, at the, end of the game. Um, and I just don't have that same confidence for the Golden State Warriors. Curry can do it. I have... Full confidence in him being able to get whatever he wants at the end of games in the series, but I don't think it's, I don't have the same confidence in his teammates. Um, I will say Golden State, um, they were not good as a team in this game. Uh, just to be to be honest, um, they they can get more from Clay Thompson, they can get more from Draymond Green, they can get more from Jordan Poole. Um, those are three of their four best players, 
and or three. I'll, I'll say three of their five best players, and they just weren't very effective in this game. So I expect them to play better. I expect the Celtics three point shooting uh, to regress a little bit. And if that happens, we're gonna have some very close games in this series. And I think I think this is gonna be an awesome series. Um, one thing I want to mention before I head out, um, before I end this podcast, is that the, this series is going to be so good defensively. The defense in last night's game was crazy. I know both teams were really good offensively, and it was a high-scoring game, but, man, the Celtics are so good defensively. They have a lot of good defenders. Their team defense is insane. Um, the Warriors are really good defensively as well. Um, so, that's one thing I noticed, like, this is going to be a high-level series defensively, um, so I just wanted to point that out before, um, before I forget, but, yeah, uh, what a game one, that was, that was a wild ride from start to finish, um, but, yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the podcast, if you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website, at thewiresports.com. You can check out this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you would leave me a five-star review, that would be great. I would I would greatly appreciate that. Um, you can check out my Patreon. I just started a Patreon recently, um, and I have some st- statistical databases for the NBA and the NFL. You can pay $5 a month to access all of those. There's four of them. There's a, a historic database for the NBA, a historic database for the NFL, a NBA draft database, which includes this year's class and last year's class. Um, then there's a NFL advanced stats database that goes back to 2019. I also have a NFL draft database in the works, but that won't be available until probably the 2023 draft. That's, pro- that's when I'll probably release that one on Patreon, but... Um, if you want, if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Um, you can check out my YouTube channel at The Wire and my, and my TikTok page at the.wire.sports. And then if you want to hit me up on social media, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R-Y-A-N-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. <clears throat> like I said, I hope you all enjoyed this and I will see y'all next time. Peace.